hate to say it, <laughs> but communication is the key to everything. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of To Be Honest Podcast. My name is Kara. And my name is Amanda and we hope you're having a beautiful week. We do hope that. We're having a beautiful week, I would say. I would say so. We just got back and by just, I mean yesterday morning, Mm -hmm. we just got back from a few days spent camping with our friends Mm -hmm. um, and it was amazing. It was lovely. It was so relaxing. We didn't have... We didn't really have any like service, like no reception. We just chilled, listened to music. I, like I did a lot of reading. You journaled a bit, I think. Yes. Amazing. Lovely. Great, great ways to relax. Great ways to relax. Very but, much so enjoyed. And very much so needed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So on that note, mm. what do you have to be honest about this week? Well, I think you think that I'm going to be honest about something, but I'm actually going to tangent a bit here. And I, don't I'm know, gonna, I don't know why you're being so defensive, but I don't think you're going to be honest about anything in particular. I'm going to shook you to the core. Okay. I have to be honest about the fact that I'm feeling bored about my lack of love life. That's not surprising at all. Oh. You do tend to get into these moods. I don't, really, I don't necessarily think they're the healthiest moods. I'm just, I just, I'm just ready for anything mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i i want to be uh 27 flirty and thriving that doesn't rhyme but that's I know, okay i know um okay cool well i'm glad you're honest about that yeah we can maybe unpack that later okay so are you on the dating apps again well i've re-entered the world of hinge oh god i hate hinge but unless they want to sponsor but- us and then i love them <laughs> But it's not, it's not fruitful, I guess. And I just feel like I, I have a few little crushes here and there. Some that I feel are mildly attainable and some that I feel are entirely unattainable. I'm just, I think I'm just ready to dip my toes back in that dating pool. Okay. Because I'm like, I'm young, I'm living my best life and I want to experience what life has to offer mm-hmm. in my late 20s. Yeah. Um, do you think this time around we cannot start seriously dating the first guy we go on a date with absolutely yeah but that sounds like a good idea well unless they're like the best person i've ever met okay but if they're not the best person i've ever met but what if they're like the best person you've ever met similar to how the last person was the best person you've ever met that person wasn't the best person i've ever met (laughs) i agree I just don't think you agreed at the no, time. No, I think I, I think I did agree at the time. Okay. Yes. All right, yes. cool. You dating last time around, which, if you didn't know, you got dumped a few, <laughs> a few months ago. We did a whole episode when on it. When was it? When did I get dumped? Like two months ago? Probably. I don't know. We did time, an episode. Time flies when you really don't care. <laughs> time flies when you're single and don't give a fuck about it. Yes. Um... But Ducky was dating someone and it was a very, it was a learning curve for both of us because mm-hmm. I really like to insert myself into every situation. So for me, it was a learning curve because I had to navigate the waters of trying to tell Ducky what I actually think of someone she's dating for the first time. Uh-huh. And it was an interesting experience. Yeah. And I think, I think it made us stronger. Yeah. As roommates and as friends. I mean, every dating experience is a learning experience in some way. And that's what I really, really like to take away from it is that all of the people that I have dated in my time, I have learned something from. Amazing. That's yes. a really positive silver lining yes. to take from it. Anyway, what do you have to be honest about this week? I have to be honest about the fact that I've started going to therapy again and it has absolutely shooken me to the core. Wow. So I'm doing telehealth, mm-hmm. which for anyone in Australia slash internationally if you don't know you can actually do therapy online like via zoom or like not actually zoom but you know a therapist's version of zoom i guess so i'm doing that because i wanted to see a very specific psych that is not on the gold coast so i've had two sessions so far and it's been great obviously sometimes it can take a little while to actually find i guess some sort of benefit from seeing a psychologist because like I guess the intro period can be a couple of sessions long, like they're getting to know you, you're getting to know them and like you're opening up and stuff. But I've Mm. been finding so much from the first two sessions and I've got a session every week for the next like three weeks, which is pretty lit. Yeah. My dream is to be able to afford long term like a therapist on call. (laughs) (laughs) Anxious attachment style. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But yeah, I'm I feel like I had like a year and a bit off therapy. It was unintentional to begin with and then it became like 
subconsciously intentional, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm feeling good about it. I think that it's going to be super positive and it already has been super positive. Yeah. So yeah. Love good that. Good. I'm glad, honey. So something else I guess I should be honest about is the fact that I completely burnt myself out. And so today we're doing an episode all about burnout. Yes, we are. <laughs> Look, and here's the thing. I think burnout, especially judging from the responses we got on Instagram when we mentioned that we're doing an episode on burnout, mm. I feel like most people our age have experienced it. It is so common mm. nowadays. But I also think there's like a, a very common misconception about it, which is that you can only get burnt out from work. I don't know about you, but I know for me personally – I find that when I get burnt out, it is a mixture of factors that burns me out. Mm -hmm. So do you want to talk about your experience with burnout for a second? Well, my most recent experience with burnout, I mean, burnout is something that quite honestly I experience more than I would like to. And (laughs) (laughs) most of the time it is like this overwhelming combination of like my social life and all of my hobbies and perhaps dating if I'm dating someone at the time and my workload and like all of those things combined. I want to do all of them because I like every aspect of my life and then I don't allow myself space to rest Mm -hmm. and then I burn out and I can't do anything for like a week, essentially. Yes. I feel like burnout for me when I like envision it and how it's happened to me in the past, it feels like I'm on one of those like little hamster wheels and I like can't. I've been, like, I'm, I'm slowly like running and then it gets to a point where I feel myself like gaining too much momentum mm. and then I'm running and I can't keep up and then yeah. you just like crash and burn. That's a, that's a really good analogy. Um, just for the record in case people are like, hmm, I don't know if I'm burnt out. Hmm. Maybe let's go through a little, a few symptoms. Oh. And here's the thing. These aren't from me. I actually Googled this. Wow. So you can take this as gospel. Mm-hmm. From help.org. It sounds legit. hmm Feeling helpless, trapped, and defeated. hmm Did you feel that last week? Not heaps. You didn't feel defeated? I, I felt a little bit, but not those weren't major things that I felt. Loss of motivation. Yes. <laughs> increasingly cynical and negative outlook are you wanting me to say something to that um i asked you if you've been feeling these. oh i haven't i didn't feel i didn't feel super negative okay. no and decreased satisfaction and sense of accomplishment yes this is the thing i feel like when you're burnt out you just literally like nothing you do will make yourself feel like it's enough or you feel accomplished because you always feel like you're failing in something mm. because you kind of can't because i guess when you're burnt out you can't do everything the way that you'd want to do it because you don't have the energy to. Yeah. I feel like when I've been burnt out in the past and it's happened to me on multiple occasions, it's been a mixture of being in a job. I think I think work burnout, even though it can encompass other things, it's probably like one of the biggest factors because especially if you work full time, mm. work takes up so much of our week and if you have like a shitty workplace or like not a good relationship with work where like maybe you're working too much um, or if you're maybe management expects too much of you or if you're not treated with respect and everything like that, mm. it can really take its toll on you. But then for me, that's happened in the past mixed with just, you know, distancing myself from people so that I feel like unfulfilled socially. Mm. I don't actually get any like joy from what I do like when I'm doing something socially it's complete like a sense of chore right and I feel like it's really hard to feel joy out of anything when you're in that situation because you feel like everything you're doing you're just doing it to do it Mm. does that make sense yeah totally so yeah and I find it really interesting that like this idea when I was like when I was doing the notes for this episode I was reading about people who feel that when it comes to like parenting children or taking care of like someone who is dependent on them Mm. as well as like, like we're talking about, you can feel it with too many social plans or commitments or responsibilities outside of work. So I think to begin this episode, we just need to say that like, no matter why you're feeling burnt out, Mm. it's valid regardless. Yeah. Um, Like even if you don't work full time, even if you don't work at all, if something in your life is so taxing on you that you feel burnt out, Mm. I feel like this applies to you. Yeah, totally. And I feel like in general, we're living kind of in a society that like pushes us to burn out in some capacity. I mean, we did a whole episode on hustle culture 
where we essentially talked about the fact that we are taught at the moment that we should be overworking ourselves and over socializing and basically just pushing ourselves constantly and always striving for something and Mm. whilst I'm a big believer in like you know moving forward and pushing yourself there is a necessity for rest and there is a necessity for slowing down and balance as cliche as it sounds is the key to life Mm. in most ways and I think especially in this way like for me personally I know that I burn out when I'm not creating balance in my life yeah it's the thing it's like online we don't see videos of people who are just completely relaxing or completely taking care of themselves Mm. and even when they are like usually even when people are saying like you know here's what I do to take care of myself it's it can be like quite an extensive routine if Mm. that makes sense like it can feel like for a lot of people like it would be a lot of motivation to take care of yourself in that way yeah and I think the biggest thing is that what would work to make you feel revitalized and refreshed is so different for everyone Mm. and this kind of is similar to last week's episode on wellness that we did but it's figuring out I think what makes you feel taken care of Mm. and what you can do to I guess combat those feelings of like loss of motivation or like you're overstretched or whatever in your life yeah totally I feel like another thing that I've also noticed personally when like I'm scrolling through my feed especially in the past is that it's very common to have this idea of like you should always be working towards something new Mm. like you should always have a goal that you've always like you're keeping in the front of your mind that you're always like actively working towards have you felt that yeah a hundred percent I mean I think naturally I've always been a relatively driven person like my whole life I can remember always being this way so I don't feel like it's something that I just like have seen in the media and online and stuff and that has suddenly made me feel that way but I do think in general like I mean especially obviously we speak as two women in our 20s Mm. there is often this question of okay but what is next rather than like what are you enjoying right now and I think that's something that is really interesting the fact that there is a lot of discomfort around just being content with where you're at and not like working towards something else and it's it's interesting to think about it is because I I completely agree that there's like it, it feels wrong to just say like I'm just content with where I am right now. And that even like, I feel like that's even a fine thing to say, even if you're not in your dream job Mm. or if you're like, you're not, you know, making the amount of money that you one day want to make, or if you don't have the family that you one day want to have, like that kind of thing. Like if you're not dating the, like whatever it is, whatever in your future, like you want, like you imagine your life to be, Mm. it's okay if right now you are just content with being like, okay, I'm just going to be where I am and focus on I guess like my well-being Mm. and when it comes to changing these things in the future as they're needed yeah I will do it as it comes like totally but I feel like a lot of people feel guilty or lazy or I don't know like ashamed of just not constantly moving forward with uh, towards a new goal yeah and I think that is directly from like social media where you see the highlight reel of people always accomplishing goals starting new businesses you know losing weight or you know overcoming like certain challenges they have Mm. well we don't really post about the things that don't work out on social media like everyone posts about the good things like i'll post as an example that i hit a certain subscriber milestone on youtube Mm -hmm. and i'll be like so stoked about that but at the same time like and cara would witness this like i'll have videos that don't perform well and i'll be really upset about it but you don't see me posting on social media being like this video only got this many views completely and like you know, this is not to say that other people's goals or the way that they live isn't valid or worthwhile. But you also another example is like if someone has started a business, like that's obviously a great accomplishment mm. to run a successful business. But you also usually don't see like the really low days or like the, the scary times with starting a business. Like maybe totally. when you're stressed about money or you're stressed about staffing or if you've got like a million and one things running through your head, you only usually see the end goal. Totally. Like when someone's like, I'm announcing this and you don't see the years or months of work behind it. So true. And Or maybe the times when those people have questioned whether it's what they should be doing. Yeah, and so then you see these people doing all these things and it makes you feel like you should be doing these things on a day-to-day basis. Whereas in reality, like 
Sometimes I even look at people online, like especially it's very easy for me to compare my career to other people's online and I'll often see what people are doing and I'll feel so much shame that I'm not doing as much as them Mm -hmm. and then try and push myself harder and harder. Whereas in reality, some people that I follow online, you know, they can afford to have videographers work for them and they can afford to only work the one job as an example, right? Whereas I work, do my YouTube and then I work two other jobs. And so it's just not a reality for me to be able to pump Mm -hmm. out as much content. And so even those things where you see the difference in like, you know, that Mm -hmm. it's, it's very, very evident, but then my life would appear a certain way online to people who follow me. And, and, you know, it just is kind of like this knock on effect where, we only post the good things to socials, so therefore other people look at that. They only post good thing to, things to socials and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Yeah, and like all of this is to say that burnout can be, I guess, like propelled by this idea of like on, on social media that working hard only comes with accomplishments and not setbacks yeah. or not bad mental health days mm. or not like negative things. Uh, things happening to your mental health yeah so if you're constantly um, I guess comparing yourself to these people that you're seeing who you don't actually know their real life Mm -hmm. and that's not to say that they're meaning to be like misleading or anything I think like you just said all of us to a degree would have a social media presence that is not letting in the reality of your life because it's not it's not possible to let in the reality of your life yeah unless you're filming like every second of it honestly which horrifying thought um So, yeah, like it's just, I guess, trying not to get caught up in that cycle of comparison and then pushing yourself Mm. to really keep up with what you think appears to be the right way to be living. Yeah. And overworking is something that is super glamorized online. And I think, I mean, I can remember in the past, even when we've seen like people's Instagram stories and stuff posting like, oh my God, I've been working 16 hours today. Like I haven't Mm -hmm. stopped since I woke up and it makes you think that you should be doing that. Whereas Mm -hmm. in reality, like these people will eventually burn out. And I think that's something really important to remember is the fact that like, I've had weeks like that where I'll wake up and work all day and just like work 12 hour days, five days in a row. And let me tell you, the next week I do basically no work because I'm so exhausted from the week before. Completely. Because the thing is, is that obviously it varies from person to person, but essentially like your brain and your body just runs on adrenaline. Mm. Because if you've got a million things scheduled, a million things planned, like, you know, a million different deadlines for work or whatever it is for school. Yeah. And you know you need to meet them all. Usually your body runs on adrenaline until it simply can't anymore. And that's when you crash. And that's when the burnout happens. Mm. So for some people that might not take as long as others. Like I know for me, like I in the past have only really been able to do it for like a few weeks Mm. of like intense like working slash socializing before I completely burn out. Mm. Maybe other people can do it for months, Mm. but it's going to eventually catch up with them. It's just humans aren't designed to work that much and take Mm. care of themselves that little totally so do you feel like you have like any advice or suggestions on how people can avoid burning out this was actually like literally the biggest question we got asked in our question box every third question was how do i avoid burnout how do i avoid burnout (laughs) and it made me actually a little bit sad because it showed like how many people just like didn't know how to didn't know how to deal with it or didn't know like how to make sure that they were living in a way that didn't make them burn out in the end Mm. and obviously like we are not professionals in this area but like from my own experiences I find that like when I actually took the time to sit down and I figured out like okay what are my actual limits when it comes to Mm. my brain and my body's ability to work without getting burnt out yeah and so I sat down and I was like okay so I you know have to work this many hours a week or whatever to because obviously like money is a fucking thing we have to think about yeah <laughs> most of us at least uh-huh. um, I have to work and like here are the other things that I have to do and here are some things that I don't have to do but that bring me joy mm. but I need you know x amount of days per week to myself mm. or I need to get this much sleep in order to feel good Mm. like for me if I don't get like I said this before sleep is one of the biggest things for me that really affects my mental health Mm -hmm. so for me going to bed at like a good time um is like a non-negotiable yeah and obviously there are some 
times where like you need to like you know go out and maybe get up early because like that's just the way life happens Mm. but I know that if I'm scheduling like work and social commitments like every single night and I'm not getting good sleep every single night I'm going to burn myself out right so I think that in that way really figuring out what those limitations are for you Mm. is like the biggest thing you can do because then you can kind of build your life around them Mm. and it's a really healthy thing to do yeah something I'm a big fan of is what I call a brain dump which Mm. I did one of these with Cara last week when I was feeling super stressed out and it's essentially just like getting a piece of paper and just writing out everything that you're thinking or feeling down and this can be as simple as like sometimes I just do like a pro and con list of like what's making me feel good right now what's not making me feel good what do I want to invite in what do I want to let go of moving forward and This is something that I think really helps you set these healthy boundaries of, okay, like what is actually realistic for me in my life right now? So I'm going to provide an example, (laughs) as I love to do. I was talking to my therapist recently and I was explaining how like my social and exercise schedule because I play like social sports and things like that. And I have like social plans with my friends where I like go for walks and stuff like that. I was saying how it gets to... Friday morning and Friday morning is the first time that I have to myself outside of work and most of the time I work by myself so that's like you know obviously time to myself but it's not really time to myself and so I was talking to her and I was saying you know like I feel like often by Friday I get really exhausted because I am just doing 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 constantly and I did this where I wrote down like what am I letting go of and what am I inviting in and I was inviting in more time by myself and I was trying to let go of this idea that like I have to do all of these things in order to have like a successful week or whatever Mm -hmm. for example so something I personally did which was really hard is my therapist said to me okay well if you have to let go of one thing what are you going to let go of because you need to start by just letting go of one thing that you do every week because you're clearly exhausted and you're clearly burnt out. And something that I was really struggling with is the fact that I play netball three times a week. I love playing netball. It is genuinely one of the highlights of my week. I love it so much. It feels really good for my body and really good for my mind. But the matter of fact is that playing netball three times a week is a huge chunk of my time. Mm -hmm. And I was playing on a Friday morning where sometimes I wouldn't end up starting work until midday. And then I would go into the weekend stressed about the work that I didn't do. And so I sat with myself and I was like, okay, realistically, I love playing netball. I would love to play netball every day of my life if I could. But realistically, at this point in my life, I can't do it. I just can't because it's impacting so many other parts of my life at the moment exactly yeah I think it's really hard to let go of things that you find um not you specifically just so you know Mm. we as as people Mm. find like immediately gratifying in or not even immediately gratifying or just things we enjoy doing Mm. because we kind of tend not to look at like the surrounding aspects of it like what you just said the time aspect was eating into your week and like taking away from I guess like time you could be spending like doing self-care activities or just like relaxing by yourself or even just not feeling as stressed about work if you need an extra couple of hours. Yeah. But because you do love nipples so much and it genuinely is something that you enjoy doing, like you're never dragging yourself to netball. Mm. It's hard to see the, the value in cutting back on those things. Yeah. But there is value in that. And I think it's kind of like that saying of like too much of anything is too much. Mm. And it's true because we have to it's gonna sound like I guess probably a bit cynical and maybe a bit cliche but like sometimes in life we do have to wait I just remember that Delta Good Gym lyric sometimes you have to sacrifice the things you like Mm -hmm. and I said that to you when you told me about netball yeah like you just do sometimes you have to let go of some things that maybe aren't you know they're not making you unhappy Mm. but they are just not leaving enough room for the things that you need yeah because it kind of comes back to self-care activities and how we spoke about recently I think about how those are the first things that go by the wayside Mm. when you get into a space where you really need to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and while netball for you is like a mindfully like a mindful um, activity and something that makes you feel really happy it's you know maybe cutting into that time that you could spend Yes. Doing self-care. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really I think it's really interesting because I until you told me that about that conversation that you had with your therapist, I hadn't fully thought about like that whole like, you know, kind of just weighing up whether the good is good enough mm. 
to outweigh the potential negative that would come from something. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting to think about. Yeah. And I think it's like, you know, sometimes like for me, I'm in a very privileged position where I enjoy my work. I enjoy all of my social activities. I enjoy all the exercise that I do. I said to my therapist, I said, I don't know what to do because I'm so privileged in the sense that I need more time, but I don't want to give up anything because I love every part of my life right now. And that's like a very privileged space that I come from. And so I think that what was good for me to identify or for others to identify is, is there one area of your life in particular that you are feeling is making you burn out? So for me, it was all these commitments to all these activities that I have every single week. And I was like, something's got to give, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas for other people, it is the relationship they have with work, their romance relationship their housework and maybe they are procrastinating it so much that it gets so overwhelming and on top of them Mm -hmm. and I feel like sitting down and brain dumping or you don't have to brain dump if you don't want to but (laughs) sitting down and even just thinking about okay what is something that is causing me burnout if you just start with one thing and figure out a way to navigate that I feel like that helps you moving forward completely and I also think that it goes back to that thing we always mention which is that once you write something down or say it out loud it becomes more manageable and you can figure out like what your next step forward is rather than keeping it in your head and thinking that there's no way forward yeah I also think that what you just said about loving every aspect of your life and still needing to like cut back on something is really important because I think that a big part of learning to not burn out is learning to say no to things Mm. because whether it's like hanging out with a friend who's like say who said like you know come over to my house like come out this weekend Mm. or taking on like an extra shift at work um things like that like sometimes we do just need to say no to things and it can be really fucking hard yeah like i find it really hard when it comes to like social commitments because i feel that I'll be letting people down in some capacity. Mm -hmm. I know that you identify with this as well. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think when you have people in your life or maybe like a work relationship or whatever it is that you need to say no to Mm. that are, that are healthy and like understanding of your needs, saying no to those things, like saying no to a netball team that you need to leave or something like that (laughs) is made much easier. Yes. Absolutely. So another really huge question that we got was how do you recover from burnout? Mm. And obviously in an ideal world, we just wouldn't get burnt out. Yes. <laughs> but I think we both have definitely had to recover or like, you know, build ourselves back up after mm. burning ourselves out. So what, what would you think are some worthwhile things to do? So, I mean, recently for me in particular, I got burnt out in like the physical form. Mm. I mean, I was burnt out mentally and then it presented itself physically. And so Mm -hmm. it's almost like I had no choice, right? Yeah. Sometimes our body literally forces us to take a fucking break. Yes. And so the hardest thing for me was like this mental barrier, right? Of like, okay, I need to take a couple of days off work right now. And I feel this pressure on myself of like, I don't have the time to take a couple of days off work. And I was so hard on myself for even getting burnt out in the first place, I think was the thing. I was so like, why the fuck did I let it get to this point where I'm so exhausted that now I don't even have time to take six days off work when my body needs it? And I think that something that Cara reiterated to me and other friends reiterated to me was the fact that like beating yourself up for needing to take sick days or beating yourself up for having made a mistake of burning yourself out in the first place, like isn't a productive use of time or energy in any capacity. No, because it's already done. You're already burnt out. Yes. There's like literally no point to beating yourself up. It's not going to make yourself less burnt out. Yeah. And it's just super important to prioritize yourself in that sense and it's it can be hard like it can be hard like for me personally I had to not play netball (laughs) oh no (laughs) and I went to watch instead and I didn't play and like it was hard because like I said it's a highlight of my week I really really enjoy it so much and but I had to sit there and be like no this is the right thing that I'm doing for myself right now I need to rest my body needs to rest and so it's something important to remind yourself yeah for sure and I think it's really interesting because you know when we get to that point where like we're a bit burnt out or we are fully burnt out and like we feel shitty about it and Mm. we're like beating ourselves up about it 
it's like the perfect example of why burnout happens. It's because like we beat ourselves up about all these things like, you know, not accomplishing enough, not doing enough, not getting enough done and, you know, maybe working to deadlines and all this stuff. So that by the time we burn out, we start beating ourselves up about that. And it's mm. like, it's just a never ending cycle if you, if you let yourself do that. Yes. And I think that it was a real breakthrough for you mm. to miss netball. Mm. Hated it. Well, yeah, but it was important for you to do. Yeah. Because I feel like the, the week before when you were feeling burnt out, you didn't miss it. No. But that was because you weren't physically impaired basically (laughs) like your body wasn't forcing you to miss netball it was trying to tell me to but it was trying it was trying to tell you if you miss it this week i maybe won't like completely fail on you in the next week and you were like "Hmm, no i'll wait until you force me to miss it yeah fully um but yeah i think whether you're just emotionally burnt out or physically like you were like Mm. just physically like not able to function it's it's important like equally important to be like okay i need to rest and Mm. but i definitely understand how it can be so much harder to honor those feelings when you aren't you are physically able to like get up and do the work yes but emotionally you feel that exhaustion Mm. and I feel like something else that's like really good to do is identify again when you when you brain dump it out and figure out what's not making you feel good brain dump it out and figure out what is making you feel good Mm -hmm. what's something that's going to make you feel relaxed and rejuvenated and is a a true self-care activity with no end goal because Mm. I feel like that's something that's really good like for me it presented itself in uh, a lot of watching television (laughs) (laughs) which for me is something that I really really enjoy doing but I don't do heaps of watching television is one of those things where it really is kind of the ultimate do nothing activity a hundred percent because i mean maybe unless you're watching like a documentary and trying to learn something Mm. usually you're not actually gaining anything from it like in your you know day-to-day life Mm. um but it's still really important to do that like if you enjoy watching movies or watching tv like it's super super important like i i personally also unwind those in in those ways as well like Mm. if I sit on the couch and watch a movie I feel so much better afterwards if I'm doing it from a place of trying to take care of myself yes absolutely and I think another thing we both agree on Mm. is that if you are feeling like you are consistently feeling like anxious or low or just unmotivated in like any way like across your general life Mm. it can be really helpful to reach out for kind of more generalized mental health help yeah if i think i think burnout and depression kind of go hand in hand in a way mm. like maybe it's not you know a long some people might not have like a long term form of depression from getting burnt out mm. but i think like the lack of motivation and the feeling like um uninspired or negative and things like that like those mm. are all symptoms of having you know a depressive episode or something like that so if those are kind of lasting longer or if you're feeling like they're happening like more consistently than they should be which is not that consistent at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe go to a therapist yeah you do know how much we love therapy (laughs) or even just go and talk to your doctor about it Mm -hmm. because they'll be able to tell you whether it you know is something that maybe should be looked at as more of like a mental an ongoing mental health issue Mm. or if it's you know something more circumstantial and both things are completely valid Mm. Like there is no situation in which your feelings aren't valid, but if you are dealing with overarching like mental health struggles, it's going to be harder to overcome burnout without addressing those, I think. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to unprofessional opinions. If you're new to the podcast, by the way, what the fuck is unprofessional opinions? (laughs) I hear what you are saying. Uh, Unprofessional opinions is a segment where we answer your questions unprofessionally in relation to the topic of the episode so Mm -hmm. if you ever want to submit any questions the best way to do so is by following us on instagram at tbh.pod and keeping up with our instagram stories okay cara what is our first unprofessional opinion for this episode okay this question was really right up my alley Mm because it's something that i personally really fucking struggle with okay and it is what are your easy to make go-to meals for when you're burnt out and don't feel like cooking Mm. because here's the fucking real tea (sighs) i don't feel like cooking even when i'm not burnt out i don't unlike the person sitting across from me who has who's a literal fucking food blogger i don't really enjoy cooking that much Mm. i don't find it like 
soothing or calming or like what's I don't know like any kind of real positive thing besides just getting to eat something at the end of the end of the day uh-huh so for me when I'm burnt out I feel that like 10 times right and it pretty much almost always leads to me eating like shit slash ordering in but mm. those aren't great things because as we've just talked about when your mind is struggling mm. with burnout or anything really you need your body to also like be nourished and fueled so that mm. it also doesn't start to fail on you yes so with all that being said yes i'm going to say that my go-to meal which i've been cooking lately and i really like it mm. has been the pasta bake mm-hmm. and i find it to be so fucking simple mm-hmm. i literally just put <laughs> it's actually gonna sound so funny because i'm sure your answer is gonna be way better than mine <laughs> Obviously, cook pasta. Uh-huh. Easy. Mm-hmm. If I can do it, you can. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, put some, like, bolognese or, like, any kind of, like, tomato sauce in a pan. And then mm. I put some coconut milk in it to make it, like, a bit creamier. Mm-hmm. And then I cook some kale. And, like, sometimes I put other veggies in it. But if I'm being super, super low maintenance that day, mm-hmm. I just do kale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put it all in a fucking bowl and I put it in the oven with some cheese on top. And it's so good love that and it probably takes like 20 minutes max so good and you can make like a a batch for a whole week Mm. what's what's not to love about that there's there's not a lot not to love and you can put the veggies in as many as you want go crazy yeah or don't put any veggies in whatever floats your boat (laughs) i'm trying to be all inclusive here what's your go-to meal i'd say i have a few ducky goes into a a very lengthy discussion about how there's a simple my friends make fun of me, mainly Cara, <laughs> because I'll always call something simple. I'll be like, tonight I think I might just make like a simple tomato pasta and then I put like 10 ingredients in. She's like, that's not simple. It's funny to me because like it, it's great. Like once again, like you have the motivation and, mm. the, and the want to cook. But like for me, simple means like barely any pots and pans used <laughs> and barely any ingredients used, but still yum. <laughs> simple for you is using every dish in our kitchen and every ingredient in our cupboard. Mm. I actually don't know what the difference for you between simple and not simple is. <laughs> no one I'm thinking about it. It's usually the time. It's usually the time it takes. Okay, I'd say that's fair enough. So my go-to simple dish is definitely like a black bean chili with rice and greens, mm-hmm. and I make this regularly when I like can't be bothered doing anything. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty simple. I agree with that. Rice in the rice cooker. You do your black beans with some spices and sauces. You cut up some cos lettuce, some spinach if you're feeling fancy, serve it fresh, put some coconut yogurt on top. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to say mm. that, like, if you are someone who really struggles, like, if you may be more in my camp rather than duckies, it's also fine to, like, buy a pre-made, like, spice mix. Oh, yeah. And like I just said before, buy, like, a pre-made pasta sauce. Whatever the fuck you want to do yeah, is so fine. Totally. Make it as easy on yourself as possible mm. because all that matters in general, is that you're nourishing your body. Totally. What was your second meal? So as well as that, something – actually, I haven't had it in a while, and I really should have it again soon, is like a creamy coconut lentil dish. Mm. So once again, it's similar to the black bean dish in the sense that you just make some rice. I like to make yellow rice. And then you just do like a coconut cream base creamy lentils with like some curry spices – serve that together you can add veggies if you want but like i find beans to be something that fill me up quite a lot Mm -hmm. and that are like really satisfying yeah and then probably my last suggestion would be i love the idea of just looking at what's in your fridge and putting together a random meal i don't think that like everything needs to have like a specific you know it doesn't need to be a specific cuisine it doesn't need to be super fancy like sometimes i feel really good just eating a salad where i just look in the fridge and i go okay like the other day when i made that salad with just like feta sun-dried tomatoes chickpeas basil and spinach mm-hmm. delicious that so and that's the thing that's something that literally i could whip up in 10 minutes mm-hmm. and so i feel like i really encourage people when they're feeling like burnt out don't know what to make to be quite intuitive with it in the sense that like you don't have to make like any specific type of Mm. meal you can just pick your five favorite ingredients that make you feel good cook them how you want them and just eat them together like it doesn't need to be a whole song and dance no like as little brain power as is needed is what you should be doing yeah that means throwing a whole bunch of shit from your fridge into the pan Mm. 
Great. Great. Do that. Yeah. Okay. So how do you handle burnout when you need to keep working and can't take a break from work or study? This is a huge one, I think, because it's in a perfect world, we'd be able to say like, take a break from work or like, you know, get a part-time job instead of a full-time job or just don't do that assignment. But obviously for most people, working and studying is not a, it's, it's a non-negotiable. Mm. So what do you basically, what do you do when like you literally can't compromise, you can't cut back or compromise on the things in your life that maybe are causing you the most stress? Mm. I would say the first thing that comes to my mind and that I have done recently and in the past is I communicate it with someone from, you know, that area of my life, like school or work, who I feel I can trust Mm. with my feelings in some way, like even if it's a co-worker who isn't your manager or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I just say, like, I'm feeling burnt out or I'm feeling, you know, emotionally spent. Or you can even just be more general and say, I'm not I'm not feeling well at the moment. Like mm. I'm, I'm dealing with something. And communicating that with them is a really important way to kind of set that boundary for mm. what you can and can't do and open up that conversation. And obviously in some situations that's not going to be realistic. Like unfortunately there are some – super toxic workplaces and I'm sure some super toxic like schools and things like that Mm. but if you can I would recommend that yeah as well as that I think something good to do in this sense is to focus on what you can do Mm -hmm. so for example rather than being like well I can't take time off work Mm -hmm. being like okay well what I can do is I can make sure that I prioritize getting eight hours of sleep a night this week and like making something that seems like a small thing but something that is achievable your focus for the week like when I was feeling like pretty exhausted my focus for the week was okay I'm gonna make sure I do my skincare routine morning and night Mm -hmm. because that makes me feel good makes me feel rejuvenated my skin feels really nice I feel really clean and that's going to make my mental health feel better so I feel like yeah picking like one or two small things that you can focus on that will really really help how you're feeling at work or school yeah and it could also be something like getting up 10 minutes earlier and reading a book or Mm. going for like a 10 minute walk Mm. before or after work or on your lunch break if that's something you can do yeah like I think like you just said those little things can be really life-changing in that way because they add something to your day that is enjoyable without it being super taxing and time like a huge time crunch okay so our next question is how do you prevent burnout from negatively affecting your relationships. Hate to say it, <laughs> but communication is the key to everything. Trust me when I say last week I was not super fun to be around and <laughs> I <laughs> I felt this like anxiousness of like, oh my God, burnout is seriously affecting the way I'm communicating with people right now. Burnout is seriously affecting the way people feel about me. Like I was really being super hard on myself. But at the end of the day, I think communicating your needs and communicating where you're at is a really, really great place to start. So if you feel like you need something from someone, asking them firstly if they have the time and space and energy for it. And then secondly, asking them for help in whichever way that you may need. And then as well as that, just communicating to the people who are close to you that you're having a tough time right now and that you know, if you're feeling insecure about it affecting your relationship, you express, I'm feeling insecure about how it's affecting my relationships right now. But I want you to know that I'm just having a tough time and I just need a couple weeks to to myself. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that, as we all know, we love communication here. And once you communicate those things, most of the time you will find that whatever you've been thinking in your head, like whatever story your brain has been coming up with is probably deeply incorrect Mm. and not accurate at all in terms of like how your friends or your partner or your family are thinking about you Mm. but at the same time I think that it yeah like you just said it gives people the opportunity to help you like it gives you the opportunity to say yes I do need help like yes actually maybe I do need to postpone this plan or Mm. um, if you could help me with this that would be super great and like be really valuable for you Mm. I think it's really hard to ask for help in those situations, though. That's the thing. Mm. I think we get really in our own heads and, like, we feel quite ashamed for needing to ask for help. Mm. So I think if you 
can kind of identify that maybe that's why you're trying. Like if you're thinking like, I don't want to reach out. I don't want to burden my friends. I don't want to um, make them feel like they need to help me and go out of their way. Mm. Maybe try and like work past that shame because it probably will really fucking help you out in the long run. Yeah. Okay. So how do you deal with FOMO, fear of missing out? So you don't end up burning yourself out. I think that the ultimate answer to this is just that you need to keep your well-being in mind more than what you might be missing out on, Mm. which is really hard to do because I feel like your well-being is like a it's like it's not a tangible thing that you can like actually have. Whereas Mm. like going out to a party with your friends or like going to someone's house for dinner or doing something is right there like it's something Mm. that you know you can experience and that you'll probably enjoy to an extent yeah but I think that when you kind of get into that space of really understanding and accepting like your boundaries and what you need Mm. it becomes a lot easier to say no to something Mm -hmm. and not spend like your time at home being like oh my god like I can't believe that everyone's having fun without me yeah that kind of thing. Do yeah. you struggle with FOMO? 100%. You do? Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, I struggle with FOMO even when it's just something that I was going to be doing by myself. What do you mean? Like missing a sunrise or like... Oh, right. Yeah. Just missing anything. Mm. It's... it's Yeah. I completely don't have an answer because I feel like it's something that I struggle with and I don't really know how to navigate the feeling of missing out because I I feel like when you are so fearful of missing out on things, you come from a space of doing something because of the fear of missing out rather than the joy that it's going to bring. And mm-hmm. whilst like, you know, for example, like I love going for a long walk. Sometimes I get fear of missing out in the sense that it's a beautiful day outside I feel so tired. I really want to go because it's it's really going to feel good. And I love being out in the sunshine and listening to a podcast. And it can be really hard to take a step back and be like, I'm just going to have to miss out on that today. Mm. So I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do for me. Well, my answer is just that I think what we said before about figuring out what you need and then sticking by it mm. and like honoring yourself and trusting yourself enough to know that like you're not going to compromise or sacrifice your own well-being on your own mental mental health mm. in order to I guess like feed the insecurity of missing out mm. because that's what FOMO is and like I'm not saying I don't like I definitely have experienced it in the past mm. but I think that I've gotten really good at like if my friends are doing something and I have to say no um I, maybe I will sit at home and wish that like I could have gone or something like that but like I've gotten good at being like wish I could have gone but I know that like it's better if I get a good night's rest for tomorrow mm. or it's better if I get this other thing done or if it's or it's better that I actually just chill the fuck out after work rather than going out again yeah and keeping that in mind I think the more you do it the more you realize is that like nothing like it like missing out isn't actually that big of an issue no it's not it's fucking not like no. there's like look most of the time not to be sound harsh but most of the time nothing that important is going to happen no <laughs> it's not like you're missing your bestie's wedding or like you're no. missing like you're missing something major if you're missing you know netball one week you'll survive yeah and i <laughs> i'm going to hold you to that <laughs> but also i think it's really important to like you know if you're missing out specifically in regards to spending time by yourself and like working on like rejuvenating or refreshing yourself, like learning to really enjoy being alone Mm. in your own presence as much as you would with your friends or your family. Yeah. Because I think that's super powerful as well is like really loving the time that you spend by yourself. Mm. I mean, I'm personally in that space. (laughs) I love spending time with myself. Uh I also love spending time with my friends. It's just that there is a time and a place for both. Okay. So our very last question for this episode is, how do you manage to get a lot done and achieve goals without burning yourself out? So here's my greatest piece of advice. <laughs> Ducky came in hot with that one. She is, knew what she wanted to say. <laughs> is If you look at yourself like, okay, I have these goals that I want to achieve. And I'm, I'm the queen of setting goals that are unrealistic. So <laughs> trust me when I say I have a lot of experience with this. <laughs> if you set yourself a goal of like getting something done in a month's time, and you to achieve that goal have to work 60 hours a week okay (laughs) 
you're not going to get it done in a month's time. No. Because you're going to get two or three weeks in, you're going to be burnt out, and then you're going to have two and th- two or three weeks off. Then you're going to be down on yourself, going to have to regain this momentum, momentum, inspiration, whatever, to try and get it done again. If instead, at the beginning, you said, I have this goal I want to achieve and I'm going to dedicate 20 hours a week to it, you will get it done sooner than if mm-hmm. you tried doing 60 hours a week. Yes. Being, having unreal, unrealistic goals is the fastest way to burn out. Mm-hmm. Because like you, I feel like, I feel like even what you just said, which sounds ridiculous, which is like working like 50 hours a week or like 60 hours a week. And that includes if you're like doing like a job and maybe you're working on like a business or something like that. And Mm. you're like, I want to come home every night from my bit from work and I'm going to do eight hours of work on my business or four hours of work on my business, which obviously like, it's great to have those goals, Mm. but you need to factor in other important things. Like we said before, sleep, feeding yourself like cooking, Mm. doing housework. I know Ducky mentioned before you said like, you know, letting housework build up can make yourself burn out. Yeah. And it's like you can't can't ignore parts of your life for the sake of one part of your life Mm. and expect yourself not to burn out. So, yes, maybe it's super exciting and you wish you could do something in a month instead of three or four months. Mm. But I think it also goes back to that that whole idea of being realistic and being – I guess like understanding yourself enough to know that in the long run, you're going to be so much better off mm. taking the extra time to get something done. Yes. Then rushing to it as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And the irony is, is that exactly what you just said is that usually when we, when we go hard and fast at something, it takes us twice as long anyway to do it. Yeah. That's just the facts. Yeah. Like there is, it is really, really hard to not get excited about something and want to put all your energy towards something. But realistically, if you just take your time with things, they are going to not only get done quicker, but you're probably going to enjoy the process a whole lot more. Completely. Mm. I think that's a beautiful way to end the episode. Thank you. <laughs> As always, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of To Be Honest Podcast. We've loved having you. We would also love... If you left us a teeny (laughs) tiny little review on Apple Podcasts, because I personally check them fairly often, pretty often. Yes. I love reading them. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like leaving us a review, that would be great. You can also follow us on Instagram at tbh.pod. That is where we will post questions for each topic every week, as well as prompts for you to share what you have to be honest about this week. You can find the beautiful Cara R. Reedy, which... By the way, if you haven't heard what the R stands for, it stands for The Rock. <laughs> it Cara, does. Cara I'm actually the long, Rock I'm actually long lost cousins with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, mm. which is kind of concerning because I'm so attracted to him. <laughs> you can find her on Instagram at Cara R. Reedy. You can find me on Instagram at Amanda Duck. And yeah, we really appreciate you being here. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you have a really, really beautiful weekend. And we look forward to being in your ears next Friday morning. We will talk to you very soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.